It's called Americava. You're not going to talk. <laughs> I love cava. Well, it's Americava. And I love America, so I'm... Well, that's what it is. That's, that's a perfect combination. Well, I came up with a name because we're going to talk about American culture yes. over a cup of coffee. Great. But it's also going to be Polish. So we're going to talk about... Well, the coffee's not going to be Polish, but it's going to be American culture, but kind of what... Why would it matter to a, a Polish uh -huh. person? Or why would a Polish person be interested? So it's going to be American culture with a Polish flavor, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Excellent. That's our idea. What do you think? I like it a lot. Yeah. And they're going to work with Andrzej, who's going to be coming by in a second. So hopefully he'll be equally interested in doing this because uh -huh. he, he wants to do this too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk, you know, because you know, every time I talk to people, I, I'm explaining American culture. Yes. But then I'm also explaining Polish culture, so I thought, why not have a podcast where you do it but together? This sounds very, very serious, Scott. It's not serious. It's going to be fun. We're going to try to make it fun. No, I mean that uh, a podcast. It's like I listen to podcasts. Like, well, that's the idea. Oh I listen to podcasts too, so you're yeah. going to be part of uh, part of a big thing, hopefully. All right. So yeah. you wish us well. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> All right, we're here for the first of what we hope to be many podcasts at the American Natural Embassy. Born Optimist. Yeah, <laughs> we got to be optimistic. Um, we're here at the American Embassy for our first series with uh, Anjay. My name is Scott, and we're going to be discussing a few topics. Great to be with you, and uh, I'm not sure whether we should be doing it on the 13th. Are you superstitious or not? Uh, 13th? No, fine. 13th is fine. I know there's a, a song here in, in Poland about the 13th, and... It has sort of uh, sort of a connotations in the United States as well, but you know we are that optimistic. We are not going to be intimidated by a calendar. No, We're, the the show must go on, so to speak. So let's get right into it. Let's. Uh, I think Anja, you have a few ideas for what we're going to discuss first. You know, Scott, from the very outset, we promise ourselves that uh, we are going to be discussing only things which go far beyond the everyday headlines. We'll be talking about individuals who are larger than life, and uh, since last Friday, exactly eight forty-five. Uh, I didn't have any doubt what should be the first topic. It was when uh, an orbital spacecraft, which was mm. designed for humans, splashed down in Atlantic Ocean. Uh, I don't know whether you realize that... Aliens? Not, it wasn't aliens, actually. It was uh, humans, especially one human. But I don't know whether you realize that the last time such a thing happened was 50 years ago, when Apollo 9 mission returned successfully. No, I know. Well, I know about the Apollo Nine missions, and I know about that. But what 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 happened on Friday? This time it was Crew Dragon, uh, which was designed by SpaceX, and uh, this is uh, like a test mission for a real run with astronauts, which is supposed to take place in uh, summer. And as you probably know, SpaceX is uh, founded and owned by Mr. Elon Musk, and mm -hmm. I think he's a uh, great example of uh, the embodiment of the American dream mm -hmm. and I think he's an interesting person to discuss. So we're talking Elon Musk. Perfect. What makes him an American? Would that is that what we're we're going to try to get into or what? I think he's uh, such a inspirational visionary person that he's for me the best example of American dream. Would you disagree with that or well, I think we'd have to probably get into what that means, the American dream, and what does it mean to be American, which I guess is a good topic for this podcast, because that's sort of hope, what we hope to cover. 
I mean, certainly he's very American in the sense that he's not born in America. So that's an interesting. Is he uh, from concept. South Africa? I think he's from South Africa. Yeah. So he, so that right away makes him very American uh, because of the immigrant connection, which of course is a big part of American culture. Um, but I think also, as I think what you're alluding to, is this sort of entrepreneurial spirit, this sort of um, pushing the boundaries of what is possible. And I think, yeah, go ahead. And also, you know, being totally visionary because he's not only set on changing the terrestrial transportation with his uh, electrical cars, Tesla, yeah. but also he wants to send us all to uh, space. And actually, I was wondering, are you already planning your vacation with a family in the outer space or not? Yeah, I put aside a few hundred thousand dollars. So that that's going to be maybe not this year, maybe maybe next year. We'll, we'll do that one. It would be much more comfortable <laughs> if you had a few million dollars uh, stashed away for this purpose. But, you know, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The price I'd, like to, I'd like to give it a shot here on Earth first uh, before I have to get off to Mars but um, no I mean certainly the, he's you know Musk everyone knows him I think I don't know if we have to go into who he is exactly but everybody knows him for for the SpaceX venture the um, you know his Tesla car I mean what I'm amazed about is just this the breadth and the, the how many things that he's doing and how many things he's involved in and this sort of pushing as we go back to the topic of pushing this envelope and I think that is something that is not uniquely American, but definitely very American. This entrepreneurial, we can do it better, we can make it better, we can push what is possible to the next step. And I think that's something that, um, you know, makes an, uh, kind of defines us as who we are as Americans. And I think he definitely encapsulates that the best right right now. I mean, you know, this this history of inventors, you know, Edison's and, and these people pushing technology, the, going back to the to the uh, to the Carnegie Mellon to the Andrew Carnegies and the and these other um, you know industrialists that weren't only entrepreneurs but also made technical and technological advances. And you know, Scott, interestingly, after listening attentively to your description, I would think he is the happiest person on the earth. He's got all these billions, all these projects which are actually very successful. But uh, you would be probably very surprised to, to, to learn that when I was listening to an interview with him a couple of months ago, he confided in a journalist that he was at the verge of depression, that he was under such a pressure that mm. uh, at times he was so exhausted he was unable to fall asleep, he had to take sleeping pills. So do you think we should not be so jealous of his lifestyle or should we? I, I mean, I don't know if jealous is the right word. I mean, that gets into a whole different uh, discussion. Uh, you know, it certainly has challenges uh, being uh, so entrepreneurial. I mean, it, it, it's you're always pushing for the next thing. I mean, you can you can sometimes not be happy with what you have. I mean, that is certainly another kind of an American uh, cultural thing. So do you think that being a visionary comes at such a heavy price that you are almost, you know, at the verge of your suicide? It's, uh, I mean, it's that, kind of strange. It's not necessarily, I mean, but that's sort of creativity and creative geniuses. That's, I wouldn't say, is an American thing. I mean, you know, the tortured, uh, the tortured soul, the tortured, uh, the person, that, you know, the, the great literature, the, the great writers, the great movie directors, the people that produce so much great, there's a lot of times there's angst, there's tension, there's depression because they have this urge and this creative power. So I'm, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that his depression or whatever depression he may have, I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. Um, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily an American thing. So it's an interesting uh, twist in the story. And probably you are not aware, or maybe you are, that he's got a special foundation 
and his foundation aims at uh, making sure that our humanity is not going to be destroyed by artificial Humans. intelligence. Well, Would you ever believe that it's possible and that you need to create a foundation for that? I, I, you know, that that's a good question too, and there's been a lot of discussion about that. I mean, again. Um, it's not necessarily an American discussion about uh, artificial intelligence, but certainly there's a lot of innovation going on in that area. You know, people say, oh, it's, you know, they laugh at the idea that it's going to be, you know, like Terminator, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to come and going to destroy. I don't think it's that. I think it's, I, I actually kind of sell or I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy that someone that is so technologically thinking about the next thing and all that is also thinking about what, how our technology is actually going to be used in our society. Because I think that is an interesting discussion. Because I think if we, you know, go to an airport, go on a bus, and if you look at people, we've already become very technologically dependent. We always have to. Totally, That's yeah. who we are as humans. Um, Everyone so, is glued to the right. smartphone. They're all looking down. I mean, yeah. you look around the bus and you'll see, out of 10 faces, you'll see eight of them buried in. Me too. I mean, I, we're all kind of, be, and we, we come. So we you be, also plead guilty, right? Well, we all become dependent without realizing it. And I'm not an anti-technologist. I'm not someone that is against those types of things, but it's always good to kind of, to kind of pause and ask yourself why, you know, what is this going to mean for us in, in, in the next going forward as humans? And at some point you mentioned the word superhuman, and that brings me immediately to the second uh, character of our uh, discussion today. For me, this is a real superhuman. I'm talking about uh, Alex Honnold, who was recently portrayed in the Academy Awarded uh, documentary Free Solo, a mm. person who as the first free solo climbed uh, El Capitan in Yosemite National Park, a uh, breathtaking achievement, totally. So yeah, another person in the news recently won the Oscar, or uh, his documentary about him in his climb. I've actually been to that park, uh, it's a national park, Yosemite. It's really so uh, it's, unbelievable. It's insane. I mean, to walk, to go up it with ropes, I mean, you would have to have people carry me up and I would still struggle. To get up there, so the fact that he he did something like that without ropes is some would say let's, let's explain what free soloing is all about. Yeah, so I mean he went up he went up a sheer like a basically a straight rock wall that's I think I don't know two thousand uh, two thousand meter no a it's thousand one, meter. I think it's, it's one thousand meter but 1, it's like meter. a sheer granite wall. Yeah, right? and there's there's some parts where it's actually bent backwards and if, again you look at it and it's it's just like climbing up a highway like a like pavement and um people have done it obviously with ropes people have gone up it for many times but to go up alone so he went up alone without rope without any sort of safety measures um on his own without any support which means that if he made the smallest mistake yeah, yeah. it would send him to his sure death right? yeah right no i, I mean i've I've, I've I've watched I haven't watched the full documentary. I've seen a news story about him in a, a show called 60 Minutes, which is a very good show, the longest running show in, in American television. Actually, it's a news show. But, you know, they, they they've actually studied because I mean, physically there's many climbers, not many, but there is a there's a group of climbers that can do what he does physically. And a lot of people could even do it without ropes. But mentally is where. He kind of takes that next step, and he's. They've, they've talked about. They've studied his ability to manage the fear and manage that stress level when he knows he's doing something that could mean one misstep, one millimeter off, and that's it. And he's that. Yeah, and so he's actually trained his. He talks about. It. He trains his. He's trained himself to. I mean, the physical is the physical, but the mental part is what really fascinates me because you are 
you are walking, not even walking, you're climbing a, a very thin line between life and death. And the fact that he can do that um, and just deal with the consequences, you know, deal with the, the risks. I mean, risk management, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, in this documentary, they actually put him in MRI scanner because they want to find out what's wrong with his brain. <laughs> and it turns out that his brain is intact. However, amygdala, which is like a brain uh, right. uh, emergency center right. is not sensitive to normal horrifying experiences he okay. just can absorb everything and he's totally unimpressed I wonder, but but there's got to come at a price though right i mean because that's put into our systems to protect us from doing I want things. to reassure you he's got a girlfriend <laughs> she's totally scared she's totally scared every time he I goes think, out yeah. from what I know about the movie I think a lot of the movie was sort of from her point of view and what does that yeah. mean for, yeah. for him but it's I mean, a fascinating perspective yeah. to see how a woman who is attached to him is viewing the thing and yeah. is gently trying to this maybe maybe not maybe not today maybe but I mean to get back to your point and to maybe see why are we connecting Elon Musk with with Alex Honnold, I think there's that they are both sort of pushing the 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 edge of what is possible and you redefining know, it. We are talking today to embodiments of the American dream. This is our main uh, theme, and I was just wondering whether you would agree that these two superhumans are the contemporary proudest Americans. Uh, that's a good question. Are they the are they the embodiment? Are they the the most? Uh, I mean, certainly they're highly they're highly visible people known around the world now, especially Alex, uh, with the with the movie coming out. Um, I think in a way, yeah, they certainly represent the idea of improving yourself. I mean, that's sort of the American dream is that tomorrow will be better and that we can always kind of keep improving. And I think what I found interesting about my time here in Poland is that I've seen a lot of that similar spirit of, you know, we're, we're, we're happy with what we have, but could we do it better? Could we, could we, could tomorrow be better? And could, could the next day be better? Could, how could we improve things? And, and, and I've been here perfectly also applies to the podcast. Could we have done it better? I believe we could (laughs) have, but I think speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I think, but I mean, just to sum it up, um, I think, you know, I've been here for two, two years. Uh, I'm not an expert on Polish. Culture. I'd like to get your takes on maybe on a, on a future podcast. Um, but I think what I've found here, what I've enjoyed about my time here, is that the connection that I see between Americans and Poles is really embodied with those two people. It's the how can we get it better? Because I've been in many places where there's not always that that attempt to get things better. They're happy with what they have, which is fine. But culturally speaking, that's very interesting to me because it's we're we're happy. But we could do better, and, and it comes with. And a that's a perfect uh, punchline for this imperfect podcast, which we are going to uh, improve in the future. Thank you. It was wonderful talking to you. Improve? I think this was perfect. Anyway, thank you all, and we'll be back with another one soon. Take care. Bye.